We are going to launch the 40 days of prayer and fasting. And the book, Urgency of the Times, as prepared by NECF, is outside in the lobby. I do encourage you, to, if you don't have a copy, to go and buy that copy, $2. I know that some of you would download it, but for me, I still belong. I love having a physical book because then I can write on it. I already started writing. I, I will write on it, whatever God speaks to me. And really today, uh, the word urgency of the times is very, very real. Very, very real. But in the midst of the urgency of the times, what is God saying to us? You know, I just want to show you this world situation. I didn't know how to put it except to put up a world map. And to list, I went to Google and ChatGPT to find out all the situations facing the world, right? I love ChatGPT now. In case you didn't know, ChatGPT is excellent for BM translation. <laughs> if you want to do a sermon in BM, go to ChatGPT. <laughs> so what is it that the world is really facing? You know, summer is here. I just met Daniel Cole, came back from Saudi Arabia. The temperature is 50 degrees. Global warming. And I was watching CNN yesterday. And the amazing thing was they're so concerned. The scientists are so concerned because the temperature of the waters has gone up 1.6. And this is in the temperate countries, not even in the tropical. 1.6 to 1.8 degrees centigrade. And they believe it will soon go up to 3 degrees centigrade. And it is frightening. But on top of it, there's uncertainty in, uh, even about health, right? So, um, Pastor Aaron yesterday shared an amazing sermon. He said that we've just come out of COVID and this time is merely a reprieve. Wow, that is frightening. We don't know what is ahead of us. Then, of course, on top of it, we have poverty, we have blood shortage, we have in political instability, we have wars, and above all, we have AI. How many of you have watched Mission Impossible? Uh, Pastor Chu. Your congregation, very good one. Never watches films. Son. Only you and I are the ones that are so backslidden. We go and watch films. Oppenheimer, la, Mission Impossible. La. Like, no, we do nothing but watch films. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is that if you watch Mission Impossible, it is really about the digital world and AI. And it's, it's so fast in this moving that even the people who have come up with, who, who actually created AI, they themselves are in really... Worrying, worried about it. On top of it, in next week, all right, how many of you are from Selangor? Come, put up your hands. Come on, put up your hands. Turn to your neighbor and say, go and vote. Go and vote. And if you're not from Selangor, but you're from Penang, go back to Penang and vote. How many of you are from Penang? I'm looking at Aaron. We'll see if he's going back to vote, right? We must do that because one of the things happening in our nation is actually five issues face our nation. Poverty. No, actually, it's food, uh, it is actually uh, jobs. Jobs and salaries. Can I have the world map? Jobs and salaries. And really, it is also about uh, economy. It's also about corruption. It's also about education. So it's not even about the green wave. This is just a poll taken. What are the top five issues people are worried about in Malaysia? In the midst of all this, what is God saying to us? I felt the word was come. Come. Come to do what? Come to rest. So, I think it must have been three weeks or four weeks ago, as I was preparing about the 40 days, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, let these 40 days be a season of rest. Wow, how do we rest in the midst of so much happening? We have Malam Pentecosta, we have don't know what, don't know what, we just came back from SBO retreats, plannings and all that. What does it mean 
God is saying, this is a season of the Sabbath. Come into my rest. It is not about physical rest. It is about a rested soul. A rested soul. I really, so it was confirmed to me when I happened to go to the next week, Tuesday, when at the altar, when Pastor Isaac gave this powerful, that he too was preparing for the 40 days. And he started by saying, they that dwell or abide in the secret place of the Most High shall rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So in this season, God is truly asking us to come apart, to abide in Him, to dwell in Him, not just to go in and out, but to learn, to commune with Him, to learn, to fix our eyes on Him. And as we do that, God is going to bring rest. The question is, what does rest look like? Before I go there, I want to tell the favorite story. Whenever we think about rest, immediately, of course, it's the story of Mary and Martha. And I like what Aaron said yesterday about Martha. So Martha was in this state, right? So turn, turn with me to Luke chapter 10. You can turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. The last part of Luke chapter 10 is about Mary and Martha. So just to give you a background of the story, Martha, as Aaron says, made the most foolish decision in the whole world. Decided to, make, to provide meals for Jesus and his guests. Do you know when you have Jesus in your house, even your roof to Tongli Chak Hoi. You know why roof Tongli Chak Hoi? Okay, interpretation. Even the roof, they will destroy because they're going to lower the paralytic down, right? Everybody who needs press will be there, right? And all his disciples will be there and those who are not disciples also claim themselves to be disciples will be there. Don't you think it's a stressful time? And here we have a wonderful sister called Martha. She loves the Lord. She loves the Lord. She's a godly woman. She loves the Lord and she wants to do the best for the Lord. But she says she's going to cook this amazing meal for Jesus. But in the midst of all that, she got into a frenzy. And she began to say this thing. So I'm going to read this. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Martha was distracted with much serving. So it's, this whole passage is about all of us who love the Lord. We're doing so much great things for the Lord. We're trying to save the whole world for the Lord. In the midst of trying to do good for the Lord, saving the whole world for the Lord, we can be distracted by much serving. And then she, then she went to Jesus and then said to him, Lord, don't you care? Wow, look at the language. Jesus, ah. I like the way Aaron says, actually, Jesus is the most compassionate person on earth. Of course, he cares, right? Hey, Jesus, you said you're very compassionate. Don't you care? Look at me, look at me. I yo, look at me, look at me. Some more, I'm going to do it in Chinese, okay? I mean Malaysian style. Some more, look at my sister. You look at her, la, look at her. La. Every day, so good and sit there and pray and do nothing. You think she's helpful? You better go and tell her, Jesus, to come and help me. Maybe we don't sound like that, right? But here is a situation. Andrew is laughing because she thinks. Probably I do that, right? <laughs> yeah, you do that, right? All of us who are in the midst of serving God, the greatest danger is to let that serving of God become the center of our life. That is the greatest danger. I'm not talking about those of you who are not serving, say, praise the Lord, that's why I'm not serving. That is also not good, okay? I'm not talking about that. Then Jesus says, I'm, you know what Jesus said? Away from me, I never knew you. Yeah? So I don't want that. Now all of us, we love the Lord and we want to serve the Lord. In the midst of our serving, in the midst of all the situations in the world, we must not allow the serving and the doing and the problems in the world to distract us. Because when we do that, three things will automatically happen. Number one, we are going to say, God, you don't care. You don't know what I'm going through and you don't really care. 
Number two, we're going to blame others. It's my husband's fault. It's my wife's fault. It's my cell leader's fault. It's my cell member's fault. It's my pastor's fault. It's everybody else's fault. Everybody else's fault. So what will happen? Distress will set in. And not only that, the third thing kicks in, which is even worse. We tell God what to do. You know, have you ever seen people pray for elections? It's more like they know better than God. Oh, Lord God, you must make this win, this one, this one, you chuck out, this one, you get away. We tell God what to do. And nothing could be more distressing because this does not give rest. This does not give rest. And that is why Jesus went on to say, and he said to her, Martha, 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 you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing, everybody say one thing. Everybody say one thing. One thing is needful, is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. In other words, Jesus was now affirming an important part of our Christian life that would be fundamental, fundamental to how a Christian manages life in the context of serving God, in the context of world challenges, in the context of family challenges, in the context of personal challenges. How must we post, what must we do in order to face all these challenges? The secret is still the one thing, the important thing. It is doing the important, not the urgent. It is the important thing, that one thing. And in this one thing that we do, it will give an answer to all the other things. Amen? So everybody say one thing. Not the urgent, but the important. Amen? That is why we need to now home in and say, what on earth is this 40 days about? What is God doing to us? What is God trying to say to us? Now, it's amazing. When I uh, saw this book, uh, or rather they sent uh, the theme, and the passage of Scripture is Luke 14. So turn with me now to Luke 14. When I first looked at Luke 14, I felt that this whole passage we, we always have it preached to us as if it applies to non-believers. No. This passage applies first of all to the believer. First of all to the believer. So I'm going to read this for you. All right. uh, maybe you read with me. Can you do that? Uh, all of us read. Ready? Everybody read. Amen? Everybody read. One, two, three, go. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell this invited, come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. BM word is alasan. Banya alasan. Alright? Praise the Lord. My BM quite good one nowadays. The first set, one, two, three. I have just bought a field and I must go and see. Please excuse me. Another set, I've just bought the yoke of oxen and I must run, go and try it out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to the master. The best excuse was the last one, I just got married. If you just got married, actually you must look after your wife, okay? Or your husband. But all these are valid and legitimate excuses. But here is this. Jesus is saying, now what the context of this, the verse before it, at the first verse, uh, uh, verse 16 says, a certain man then came to Jesus and said, blessed are those who will be able to feast in the kingdom of God. 
So he's saying, wow, it must be very blessed. You know how we are? We always say this. It must be very wonderful. Uh, if only Jesus were here, he'd throw a big banquet uh, and we all can eat of it. So in our minds, it's all very, very, uh, what we call physical understanding. But what Jesus did immediately said, hey, actually, I have prepared a banquet for you. And not only have I prepared a banquet for you, all you need to do is come because everything is ready for you. Wow. Everything is ready. And He just wanted us to go. So the whole story starts with us believers. Do you and I believe that when Jesus said in His 40 days, He gave wisdom to any self to say, use this passage. Could Jesus be saying to us, in the urgency of the times, don't focus on the issues in the world. Focus on that one thing. One thing. Spend time with God. Come and feast at my table. You know, immediately, you know, when I was reading this, two, two verses came to me. He has spread a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Wow, this is what God wants to do in the presence of challenges, in the presence of bad health, good health, in the presence of uh, family problems, in the presence of world economic problems, in the presence of political problems. God has spread a table before us, a feast before us, and He wants to invite us to come so that He can anoint our head with oil and our cup will run us over. That is why there are three things about rest. How can we enter into that rest? What is God inviting us to in these 40 days? Number one, come and be refreshed. Everybody say, come and be refreshed. Secondly, is come and be rooted. Thirdly, come and be renewed. You know something about a lot of believers? A lot of Christians like to come and say, Ayo, you know, I'm very burnt out, I'm very dry. Do you know something? No believer should ever say that. If you say that, it's not God's fault. He's the fountain of living water. He's the ever-flowing stream. How can we say we will be dry? If we are dry, it's not God's fault. It's not even your cell leader's fault. It's not even your husband's fault. It's our own fault. Because we have not come to the fountain of living water. I hear only Pastor Isaac say, yeah. <laughs> Listen, brothers and sisters. This year is the Bible reading year. How many of you are still on the Bible reading? Oh, yo, this congregation, I'm really worried. You know what? In the, in the second congregation, all put up hands, you know. In this congregation, I see only one third. Oh, let me try again. Huh? Actually, they're shy, they're shy. How many of you are on the Bible reading plan? Praise the Lord. Oh, yo. Praise God. We did quite a good job, the pastors. I want to tell you this. This is the fountain of living water. The Word of God is the book of life. It's life. You know what? The cell, one cell I did, uh, altar with, I said, in Him is the Word. He is the Word, right? John 1. And He is the life. And He is the Word. And so the living God is the living Word. And when the living Word is inside us, the life of God comes into us. The reason why we are not experiencing the refreshing spring is because we do not know how to engage with God through the Word. So this morning, we're going to do this. We're going to learn how to engage with God through the Word. It's not just reading the Word. It's not even just understanding the Word. It is reading, understanding, and proclaiming back, declaring back to the 
whole spiritual realm, declaring back to our soul. Remember, it's our soul that must be refreshed. Our mind refreshed is not good enough. Our soul, the soul is the will, the spirit, the emotions, the, the whole being of us. Our soul must be refreshed. And the way to do it is as you read. You know, the whole Bible reading plan this year is not about, wow, I'm so clever. I know exactly who is the tallest man in the Bible or who is the, they got all these funny, funny things. Huh? Or what does Melchizedek mean? It's nothing to do with that. It is just to be refreshed by who God is. Amen? 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 I don't hear a lot of amen. amen. Amen? That is why you're reading the Bible. You're not reading the Bible just to be clever, just to be theological, just to charge up, uh, just to, to ask, ask questions. You're reading the Bible because this is the living water. Amen? And as you read, you must internalize it. You must take it in. And as you take it in, it must enter you so that the Word becomes flesh. So we're going to do this now. I'm going to use Psalm 23 as an example of how these 40 days can be used. Alright? Everyone turn with me to Psalm 23. I'm sure you have it. Do you have it? Okay. Right. It's on the screen anyway. We're going to do this three times. Alright? Number one, you're going to sit down and read it or proclaim it. I prefer the word proclaim. Now, some of you don't like to proclaim. Do you know if you don't proclaim the truth, you will still be proclaiming half-truths or errors. So it's a matter of what you really repeat. The more you repeat something, the more power it has over you. So I'm merely saying this to you. If you do not want to repeat what is so going to refresh your soul, you will be repeating other things. You'll be repeating, you'll be repeating that. And it will not refresh your soul. Or you'll be repeating all the, you, you know, huh? if you fall down, then subdue hematoma, you will repeat. But because you are now, it will not refresh you. You will not refresh you. Only thing that refreshes you is the Word of God repeated, declared, and internalized. So are you ready to repeat Psalm 23? 2023, every one of you must memorize this Psalm and repeat it a thousand times to your soul until you're refreshed. Amen? So no one can say, I'm not fresh this morning. I'm not fresh, I'm dry. No one can say, because God is always fresh. Amen? Amen, come on, give God a good clap. Alright, we're going to do this together. Are you ready? Are you ready? One, two, three. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores and refreshes my soul. He guides me along the paths for His name's sake. Even though I walk to the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You have prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Actually, all that is done is awaken your eyes only. Huh? Now I need to refresh your spirit. So can you stand up? This time, you're not going to speak as if, oh, the Lord is my shepherd. Actually, in your brain, it's, the Lord is maybe Pastor Lee Chu's shepherd, la, maybe Pastor Sam Kiong, la, but it's not my shepherd. I'm going to ask you to do this. You're going to proclaim into your own spirit, man, into the dryness of your spirit and say, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen? And I shall never be in want. I want you to do that because I do that. If you want to know the secret of why I'm so active, why I fall down, so still can jump up and down. Uh, 
you better learn this. Honestly, you may, it's not about decibels. It's about the power within you to believe. Do you believe or not? God is your shepherd. Do you believe God is your shepherd? It may be my shepherd, but until you make it yours, it has no value to you. It has value to me, but no value to you. So you better make it yours today. How many of you want God to be your shepherd? Then let's proclaim this as if everything rises and falls upon this understanding. This is the one thing you must internalize. God is your shepherd. Amen. One, two, three, go. Come on, come on. Now, this is how you do it. So you take that psalm, even if in the next 40 days that's all you do, something will change inside you because the truth will be deposited. Now, this is how I do the third time. I will now, I'm going to ask you to pray using this psalm. So I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to do it because I got the microphone. But all of us pray using this psalm. Can we do that? All right. One, two, three, let's go. Oh, Lord God. You are my shepherd, not just Pastor Isaac's shepherd, but just Pastor Lee Chu's shepherd. You are mine, O oh Lord God. I will never lack anything. I will not lack anything, Lord. I will not lack guidance. I will not lack anything, Lord God. And Lord God, you are always leading me into quiet waters, even though my soul is so disturbed. You are refreshing me, Lord. You are refreshing me today, O oh Lord God. I will never be dry, O oh Lord God. And Lord, it's so wonderful. You are helping me to make the right decisions, not just for my sake, but for your own name's sake. So 100%, I know that the decision I have to make today will be the right decision, Lord God. And even though I may go through valleys of darkness, Lord, even though whatever, Lord, I believe and I know, I know, oh no, Lord God, you are with me. Your rod of correction will correct me and your rod, your staff will comfort me. And not only that, oh Lord God, you are so good. You are going to spread a table before me in the presence of my enemies, my enemies of confusion, my enemies of fear, my enemies of even interpersonal relationships, problems with my children, with my family. Right in the middle of that, Lord, you're going to spread a feast for me, giving me understanding, oh Lord God. And Lord God, you're going to anoint my head with oil. I will have Urapan Baru. I will have fresh anointing oil. I'll be able to overflow, O oh Lord God, that even when my friend comes and asks me to pray for them, I will have a word for them. Lord, I am wanting to overflow. Thank you so much, Lord. Sure, everybody say, Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Turn to your friend and say, I'm refreshed. If you are refreshed, and you may sit down. You know, it is important that you refresh yourself every day. The whole purpose of the 40 days is not asking you to do some religious exercise. We are not interested in a religious exercise. We are interested in refreshing 
our soul. So everybody says, refreshing my soul. God wants to refresh my soul. He doesn't want to give me a stale soul. You know, i just give you a very quick short testimony because we're so encouraged. SPO team went up to Praises Hill for their uh, retreat and their planning. And, and, and we were told that the, 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 down the road, there was a person, or rather a worker. She, her, husband, her daughter, 23 years old, died in the Johor flood recently. What a tragic case, right? And so the, uh, uh, the owners were asking us, could we go down and pray? I'll tell you something. I'm so glad. In the busyness of, we were very busy. We, we never even spent outside the garden. Do you know, we never walked outside. We literally just did morning, noon, and night. Apart from eating and discussing, that's about all we did. But in the midst of that busyness, God wanted to see, wanted us to touch another soul. Do you know when I went down, when all of us went, and so when I looked at this lady, because her daughter of 23 years old had died so tragically in the Johor flood, when you look at her eyes, I saw death. That means there's no more life in her. There's no more life in her. And I've never seen that before. But we all prayed. Do you know after that, Angeline Liu, Pastor uh, Chu's PA, stayed back to talk to her. And she said, as I talked to her, I literally saw her eyes change. I literally saw the dark circles in her eyes disappear. And I literally saw life coming back to her. What is God saying to us? My head, you will anoint with oil so that I can overflow. Brothers and sisters, many people need us to overflow. That is why you must be nourished. Amen? And you cannot give what you do not have. You cannot give what you do not have. If you have not received from the Lord peace, love and joy, you cannot give peace, love and joy. You cannot. Because you yourself are dry. How are you going to give? And so God is saying to us, come, come before it gets more difficult because I don't know how the world will pan out, how Malaysia will pan out, but come and be refreshed. Everybody say, come and be refreshed. Come, be refreshed. come on, you can say it stronger than that. Come and be refreshed. Come and be refreshed. The second thing is come and be rooted. And here is where I take you to Revelation chapter 4, one of our favourite passages in Revelation 4 and 5 because this year, the whole of the year started with come up higher. And here is another invitation. After this, I looked, and there before me, a door standing open in heaven. So what is God doing right now in this 40 days? There is an open heaven. Amen? Come on, there is an open heaven. There's an open heaven over your home. There's an open heaven over your, your church, over your cell groups. But it cannot be open if you don't want to spend time with God. It will be closed because nobody is opening the door. Later at the end, you see why I say this. Because Jesus in Revelation 3.20 says, Here I am. Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens that door, there will be an open heaven. But you don't do that. Mana boleh, close lock. So it's not God's fault. It's not God's fault. So in this open heaven time, what does God want to do? He wants us to be rooted in His glory. The glorious God that He is. Now, we don't have time, but it would be wonderful as you go through the, the 40 days. Go to Revelation 1, Revelation 4, Revelation 5. Find all the chapters, all, not chapters, all the little bits that speaks of the glory of God. Revelation 1 says, You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The one who was, who is, and who is to come. And not only that, He is the one who loves us. Revelation 1. He's the one who loves us and has freed us from our sins. 
Don't you want to read that? That is what you need to be rooted in. We need to be rooted in the glory of God because God is glorious. Turn to your friends and say, my God is glorious. And I need to know that. Amen? The second thing we need to be rooted is in God's love. Now remember, Song of Solomon says, Song of Solomon says, he brought me to his banqueting house or his banqueting table and his banner over me is love. The purpose of these 40 days is not only to refresh us as what God is as we read the word, but also root us, ground us, root us, make sure when the next storm comes, when the next challenges come, we will not be defeated. We will not be blown away. He wants us to be so grounded and that's why He's brought us into this great feast so that His banner over me is love. I want us all to proclaim this. One, two, three. Lord, you have... Nobody wants... Nobody seems... Only Angeline wants to go to this banqueting table. How many of you want to go to this banqueting table? Come on upstairs. You don't want to go? Do you know if you don't go, do you know something? You'll be excluded. That's all. You won't get it. You won't know what's God's love. So in this banqueting table, God is showing you His love. You need to be rooted in His love. So come on. Everyone who wants to go to this banqueting table, say, Lord, one, two, three, say, Lord, you have brought me to your banqueting house and the banner over me is love. One more time. Lord, you have brought me to your banqueting house and your banner over me is love. One more time. Lord, you have brought me to your banqueting house and your banner over me is love. And then you add Ephesians chapter 3. Now, let's continue. How do we know? Uh, so this is what God wants to, wants to do for us in this season. Lord, one, two, three. Lord, I pray that Christ may dwell in my heart through faith, that I will be rooted and grounded in your love, and I will be able to comprehend the all with all the saints, what is the width, the height, the breadth, and the length, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that I may be filled to the fullness of God. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Amen. So in this time, the 40 days, just to remind you, it's about taking time away to be dwelling. It's not touch and go. It's not five minutes I'm on the 40 days. No. Spend longer. I can never forget. I'm sorry, uh, Elder SK. Elder SK was in a training with me in Sarawak and I was training the people in Sarawak. Spending time with God has to be like your handphone. It must be charged into the, your socket to get the life of the handphone, right? Then I asked him, how long does it take to charge your handphone? And he told me, what, one hour? Two hours, right? He got a super rapid one, so it's one hour. Sorry, Elder SK. Then I turned and said, then why do we only spend 10 minutes to charge ourselves in God? So dwelling to know God's love will not happen if you only spend 10 minutes. Because the word dwell is abide. It's taking residence. It's enjoying the love of God. It's rooting ourselves. It's learning more about the love of God. It's reading the scriptures and say, wow, God loves us. Wow, God loves us. Do you know in an open heaven, God will show you from little details how God loves you. I was so blown away by yesterday's sharing by Pastor Aaron about Mary began to intercede for the brother. And he says there after that, and Jesus cried. And he didn't cry because of Lazarus. He says, Jesus groaned. Grown. That means Jesus joined the intercession. What kind of love is this? I was blown away. This is what God wants to do in this season. Turn to your friend and say, I want to read the Bible this way. Amen.
to be grounded and rooted in God's love. The third thing God is, so everybody says, come and be refreshed. Turn to your friends, says, come to these 40 days and be refreshed. Come join us in these 40 days and be rooted in the glory of God, in the love of God. Now the third thing is this, we also want to come and be renewed. I'll tell you why. I was thinking about the word rest. We will never be rested if we are constantly in conflict. If we have conflict within ourselves, we have conflict with one another, we have conflict with the world, we have conflict with many, many things. In other words, our minds cannot comprehend what is happening to us. And so that is when the Lord brought me to really understand Isaiah chapter 40. Now this one, I'm not going to give you all of Isaiah 40 on the screen because then it's too many slides. I'm going to highlight bits of Isaiah 40. So turn with me to Isaiah 40. In Isaiah 40, the first part, it says, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. And it talks about God coming to His people. When God comes to His people, Isaiah is told to declare something about God, right? He's told that, uh, say to this, uh, so say the, verse 6, a voice says, cry out. And Isaiah says, what shall I cry? What shall I cry? So I'm going to jump down. Lift up your voice, verse 9, and shout. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, say to SIB, here is your God. Who is this God? See, the sovereign Lord comes with power. His arm rules for him. His reward is with him. So here is a great God. So in this season of 40 days, as we come to him and allow him to renew us, we must first of all be renewed in knowing the glory of God, the glorious God. Secondly, even though he's ruling with power, he tends his flock like a shepherd. It is the tenderness of God. As we come to him, before he can renew us, he must make sure that we totally believe that he loves us. You will never allow someone to correct you if you don't trust that that person is loving you. Am I right? Even children cannot be corrected unless they know you love them. In the same way, that's why being rooted in God's love, being rooted in the glory of God is essential before he can renew us. So that's why Isaiah spends a lot of time to tell of who this great God is. And then he comes to verse 27. Verse 27 is now a struggling person. Why do you say, O Jacob, why do you complain, O Israel, that my way is hidden from the Lord and my cause is disregarded by my God? It is really a situation whereby we hear so much things about God, but we are going through challenges in our life. So, do you know this was uh, given to me long, long ago. I think I was in my 30s. No, you know, you have little children, you're a doctor, you're going to church, you've just married not so long, quite long, five years is not very long, but still long. And, and all these kind of things, you know, and, and you you're still going through your own personal, not so nice parts, right? In the middle of that, I complain. I said, God, you really don't know one. You don't know anything about me one. You really don't know one. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know I'm trying to, to be nice to my husband. You don't know I'm trying to be a good wife. I, I was going through that. And then the Lord says, I was reading this. Do you not know? And he says, you are telling me that your way is hidden from me. In other words, you are telling me that I cannot see what you're going through. You're telling me that I have no regard to what you're going through. You have no regard for all these things that are happening here. Then the Lord says, do you not know? Do you not know? I am the everlasting God. And I am the creator of the world. But even better than this whole cosmic design of God, 
the glory. I am a personal God. I am interested in your life. He will never grow tired of it, and his understanding no one can fathom. And this is where it was powerful. Even this, this week, uh, on, on Saturday, I was going through this, and the Lord said this to me. Tell the people, I absent my understanding of them is greater than their understanding of themselves. Tell the people, I absolutely understand what makes you tick. I absolutely understand why these problems have come. I absolutely understand what are the issues involved. Do not be like Martha and says, Lord, you do not care. You do not know what's going through me. I do know, says the Lord. I know. I have understanding that you do not have. Wow. It's a very personal understanding. And on top of it, the Lord says, not only do I have understanding of what you are going through, I know what is the key that will open the door that the jigsaw puzzle can come together. You see, we face many things in life, right? Husbands and wives are fighting. Children and parents are, I don't know what. Churches are not disagreeing. Colleagues are not able to see the best in each other. But in the midst of that, God has the key. He knows. Do you know, I want to say, share a little testimony. Someone asked me to pray for their home because uh, they have so much problems in the home. And could, he, could I pray for peace to come into the home? And I really thank God for this understanding that God gave. That immediately, the Lord gave me, you see, that's why you need the word, because it's life, right? Immediately, the Lord gave me Philippians 4. It says, do not be anxious or troubled about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God with thanksgiving. Immediately, the Lord says, tell this person, start thanking the Lord for the children. Start thanking the Lord for your husband. Start thanking the Lord for your friend. Do you know something about husband and wives? Just want to remind us. Do you know sometimes husbands and wives tragically die? What are you going to do? Thank them now. Children can go anywhere. Thank them now. Do you know as I shared that and released that, the face of the person totally changed. You see, this is what God is wanting to renew. He needs to renew our understanding and perspective of life. How does he do that? Go back to Isaiah 40. Now, come. How does he do that? Verse 31. All right. Are you in verse 31? If you are, say yes. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So how will God renew us in our understanding so that we can begin to have a different level of understanding? And I like what God is renewing. First, there are three things God is renewing. First, He's renewing our knowledge of Him. That's what He's renewing. We need to be renewed to see God in all His glory. We need to know that. We need to know God's love. We need to be anchored in God, that God absolutely is on our side. Amen? How many of you believe God's on your side? Husbands say, God's on my side. Wives also say, God's on my side. Then you're going to ask, then God, whose side are you on? You know what? God is not on your husband's side or wife's side. You both need to be on His side. Amen? Amen. That is the first renewal. Amen? That is the first renewal. Amen. Everybody, if you think it's very clever, say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. God is not on your colleague's side. God is not on your side. You both need to be on His side. God is not on SIB's side. God is not on FGA's side. Both FGA and SIB need to be on God's side. 
That is called renewal. Amen? Amen. So how do we get into that? Most important, we must wait. Now, the word wait upon the Lord or hope in the Lord is the, is the Hebrew word kava. Philip Lin did an excellent, excellent study on the word kava. It is to bind ourselves to God. How do you do that? 40 days, prayer and fasting. Bind ourselves to the Lord. We, afterwards, we're going to tell you exactly how to do it. Start fasting. Start beginning to give time to God. Don't come with a thousand excuses. I just bought my Ferrari car. I just started a business. I just got married. All this will not solve your problems. But when you say, I'm not going to watch Netflix. I'm not going to uh, do so much. Cut off Facebook. Cut off Instagram. Cut off TikTok. 100% you have time. 100% you have time. 100%. I won't go shopping. I won't scan for shade or whatever those things are. You will have time. And as we do that, God says, I will, they that hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. The word strength to me is not just inner strength. I prefer the word capacity. God needs to increase our capacity not to cope but to overcome. With the increasing challenges in the world, with all that's happening and it affects our families, it affects our our, our running church even, right? It affects. I mean, AI is affecting us in church because we're so worried about the kids and all that, right? All this will affect us. But God is saying to us, I don't want you just to cope. I want you to overcome. So how are we going to do that? As we cling to the Lord, as we spend time to the Lord. Do you believe that? I, I, do you believe that? Now, three things happen when we spend time with the Lord. Three things. We will soar with wings as eagles. The word soar. Everybody said soar. Come on, you don't sound like you're sorry. You're still like you're a chicken like that. Come on, everyone say saw. 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 Saw is about height. And height is about advantage. You have an advantage. You can see the enemies. You can see the snakes. You can see the scorpions. Do you know a fighter jet? A fighter jet has so much advantage over an infantry. So soaring is about height. That's what happens as we spend time with the Lord, as we are rooted in His love, rooted in His glory, as we refresh ourselves, as we read the Bible, as we allow Him to renew us, our minds, our thinking, our perspective. We have a God perspective of the issues. You see, when God told me to tell this person, give thanks, it's a God perspective. It doesn't come from a world perspective. A world perspective, I owe my children, I owe my wife, I owe my husband. But God's perspective, give thanks. He holds the key. Amen? So, Saul, so, Second thing is run. Run is about being ahead. Everybody say ahead. Amen. Soaring is about advantage. Come on, everybody say soaring is advantage. Running is ahead. And thirdly, when you walk and do not faint, it's about sustainability. It's fly high, last long. Everybody says fly high, last long. Come on. Only Pastor Chu is doing. Pastor Chu, I'm very worried about your congregation. You know, I really am very worried about congregation. Maybe you should give everybody that T-shirt fly high last long. Come on, let's stand up and do this. Come on, then I'm coming to the end already. Come, everybody do this. You can have the musicians up. Everybody do this. Fly high. Last long. Fly high. Last long. Everybody proclaim. I will soar. I will have an advantage. I will run. I will be ahead, not behind. I will walk. I will not faint because I have sustainability. Fly high. Last long. Praise the Lord. 
Amen, 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 amen. I want to end by saying, do you not know? You can be seated first because we're going to look at the prayer card. Do you, and we're going to say this, do we not know? Do you not know? One, two, three. I'm going to say this, do you not know? And then you answer, huh? Do you not know that God is? God is? God is? God is? God knows? You know, when it came to control, always drop one. I don't know why. Maybe you think God is not in control. Okay. Can we try this one more time? Do you not know? And God knows what to do. Not your husband or your wife. God knows what to do. You and I don't need to know what to do. Amen? Amen. That's what is happening in the 40 days. Now take up your cards. Take up your cards. In the urgency of the times, we must find time to do the most important thing, which is to spend time with the Lord. Alright? As you're seated there, I will run you through what is in the card. And you can look at your own card. I'll just run you through. If you look at the card, it's really a commitment. Why we come up with these cards is that we do not want it to be a chin chin chai chai, apa pun boleh. We want it to be a commitment. When you are committed, then God can be committed to you. If you and I are not committed, God cannot commit Himself to you, even if He wants to. Even if God wants to, He cannot. So I want you to look at the card. And, and actually, I want to flesh out also uh, Revelations 3.20. Revelation 3.20 says, Here I am. Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. If any man or woman hears my voice and open the door, I will come in and I will fellowship with him. Can you imagine Jesus fellowshipping with us? And that is what this 40 days is all about. So I'm going to read to you what is in the card. It would be wonderful if you can now sign it or do something about it and start committing yourself. So I'm going to do this for myself. I'm going to say, Dear Lord, I, Lee Chu, would like to commit myself to the following. May you give me the grace to use the next 40 days to seek your face, know your heart, and align to your will. May your kingdom come and your glory be manifested in our lives, in our churches, and in our land. In Jesus' name, Amen. And because I want to commit, I will sign as a sign and token that I mean business with God. When you mean business with God, God means business with you. And then you're going to tick the following category. How will we be able to abide in the Lord? Remember, kavah to the Lord. How will we manage to kavah to the Lord? Abide in the Lord. Number one, we will say, I want to fast. You can choose one meal per day, one meal, three times a week, 12 hours, fast on fleets only, fast all alcohol-rich foods or you can even say I want to fast only two times in a week or once in a week please write your own it's between you and God don't show it to anyone it's really between you and God God will honour you secondly you want to commit to read the Bible we're asking ourselves how do I turn this whole 40 days into a season of abiding with the Lord how do I do that how do I do that it's a commitment without commitment it will not happen it's wishful thinking it's the commitment that makes it happen. So I want to read the Bible one chapter a day, two to five chapters a day, write your own. You can say, I want to read all of um, the New Testament, whatever. Our commitment to pray. 
I will build my personal altar or time with the Lord at least 30 minutes every day. It won't be 10 minutes or at least five times a week or at least three times a week. And I will join at least one church corporate altar once a week. There are night altars every night from Tuesday onwards, Tuesday to Friday, every night there will be an altar. And the pastors have prepared themselves to anchor these altars. And then we also want to commit ourselves to see God's kingdom come. So we pray for at least one person, someone who has backslidden or is not yet a believer, and also a people group residing in Malaysia throughout the 40 days. You see, it's not about the people that's causing the trouble. It's about God having the answers and the clue to how to change the situation. And our, our, our commitment to God is to love and to pray and to lift them before the throne of God. Amen? So if you're interested in doing that, just look through it while we worship with this song. You don't have to stand up. You just look through this and ask God to help you. Lord, I really want to commit myself to abiding in you. Tell God, I want to abide in you, Lord. Tell God, I want to be refreshed. You know what struck me when Pastor Lee Chu read that parable of the banquet? And I never saw that until this time when Jesus said, Everything is ready. So the Lord is not asking you to come into the kitchen to help. You know, sometimes when we go to a house, can I help? Can I, can I help you? Can I arrange the, the cutlery? Can I put a tablecloth? Can I cut the vegetables? No. Jesus says, everything is ready. So all that the Lord wants us to do is just to come. Enjoy the feast. Be with Him. Because everything is ready. And so we have banyak alasan, a lot of excuses. I'm so busy, I just started the business, I got these worries, that worry. All are valid. But the Lord says, come. Will you come? Will you come? I know you have problems. I understand. You think I don't know? Martha, you think I don't know? I know. You just said, only one thing is needed. You just come. So my prayer for all of us is to begin these 40 days of fast and prayer is to accept the invitation of the Lord. The banquet is ready. The host is God. Just come, my friend. Just come and be rested in your spirit. There are many things that trouble us, many things. But my prayer for all of us is that you come to God's presence, I come to God's presence, and all of us be rested. Amen. And when we are rested, we can think better. There will be clarity of thought. We'll be so muddled up, understand? We can see clearly. And my prayer for all of us is that in these 40 days, let's commit ourselves and we can do it. Amen. We can do it. Hallelujah. 
Take the bread, and as we partake of this bread, I'm reminded Jesus said, "He is the bread of life. He is the bread of life. Take of me, eat it, and be sustained by it, be refreshed by it." And the bread is His living word. Jesus did not die to cause us to be alone, with nothing to sustain us. Jesus provided everything to sustain us and to help us all. So let's—I'm going to pray, and then we're going to take the bread together. Our wonderful God, our heavenly Father, who Himself provided the eternal bread of life. You are the living bread, and the living word and the living bread becomes my living breath within me. And so, Lord, this day, as we partake of this bread, may new life, refreshing life, flow into my body, into my veins, into my thoughts, into my mind, into my spirit. Thank you so much, Lord. You are the living bread. In Jesus' name, Amen. Just partake of the bread. We're going to partake of the cup together. The cup speaks of covenant and communion. It speaks of an everlasting commitment God has made to us through Christ Jesus. It speaks also that each time we pray, God is in covenant with us. He definitely hears. He definitely knows, and he definitely sees. And so, as we partake of this communion, as we enter the 40 days, we want to remember that God is totally committed to hearing us, loving us, talking to us, guiding us. So, let me pray before we partake of the cup. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is the covenant. The cup is a new covenant in your blood, and because of this new covenant, Lord, you have given us a new understanding of your word, of yourself. Your word has become life to us, and Lord, this covenant that you are with us reminds us you would never leave us nor forsake us. You would truly, O oh Lord God, every day be guiding us, leading us into still waters. Into green pastures, refreshing us, leading us into the right path that glorifies Your name. Lord, we thank You. We want to commit ourselves in these forty days to walk with You. We thank You. This new covenant reminds us You are walking with us every day. In Jesus' name, Amen. Just partake of the cup. Just pray. Just lift up your hands, Heavenly Father. The longing of your heart is that we be able to soar, soar higher, run faster, walk longer. The desire of our heart is that we be strengthened in our inner man, not just to cope, but to be an overcomer, Lord God. Lord, we want to thank you today. I declare over this church, you will be overcomers. Not just survivors, 
Because the Lord that is within you, greater is Him that is within you than He that is in the world. And because He's more than a conqueror, you and I will be more than a conqueror. Lift up your hands. There's a power of God coming upon all of us just right now. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God is about and mind cannot conceive what God is about to do for all those who are fully committed towards Him. And so Lord, as our hands are lifted, though many of us will not know how to fast and are afraid of fasting, Lord, may you give us the grace this year to fast and to pray. But prayer is not boring. Prayer is abiding in you. Prayer is loving you. Prayer is you loving us. Lord Jesus, thank you. May the love of God our Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the wonderful fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us in the next 40 days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Give God a big clap of Praise God. Service over. Let's begin our fast. Amen. God bless you all. Happy fasting. <laughs>